Welcome to the WDW for Families podcast, a show dedicated to helping you plan your family's vacation to Walt Disney World. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's show. All right, welcome to WDW for Families. Uh, Todd, Stephanie, Randy, and Rusty here with you in the most unique podcast we've ever done. Actually, I'm not sure that's an accurate statement uh, because we've done some unusual podcasts before, right? Yep. You, you guys can. That's right. <laughs> I've never done. I've never done one in my pajamas, though. <laughs> okay, thank you for that visual. Um, we are. We are. We are coming to you uh, from different locations, as if you couldn't tell. We hope our sound quality comes through, and this is hopefully just a one-week fix for us. We are. Uh, the snow has wreaked havoc with our travel plans. So, uh, how much? Uh, how much ice and snow did you get? Uh, down there in Florence there, uh, Rusty? I got nine inches one day. That was one of the days we were planning to record. And then another day when we were planning to record, we got about a half inch of ice. And of what? Of ice? ice? Wow. Yeah. What about you, Stephanie? How, how did how did Nashville get hit? You know, um, Nashville overall wasn't horrible, but my neck of the woods <laughs> out where I live, it was bad. Our, we couldn't hardly get out of our neighborhood. Um, it was a mess. Oh, that's, yeah, that's fine. Randy, your experience? Well, for the first week of recording, we were stuck in San Diego, and it was beautiful. And, uh, <laughs> but they, they could not accept flights back into Nashville, so we couldn't make it back in to do the recording. Uh, we weren't even in Nashville for that one. And then, uh, of course, we had probably two, maybe three inches of snow at the second recording. So uh, we were we were snowed in. Well, here's the thing. Some of our listeners in, from other parts of the country are going to be laughing at us right now, but snow <laughs> is a very serious, real thing here because, A, we don't deal with it very often. I mean, when you don't have to deal with it, you don't learn to deal with it. I mean, it's just common sense. So those people who make fun of us for not being able to drive in the snow, well, that that's a that's a generalization, A, because I drove my truck all around in it the last few weeks, and, B, it's uh, – it's just something not people don't do. Like we don't have snow tires here. Nobody well, nobody carries around chains in the back of their cars hardly, you know. And the ice so, is different than snow. Yes, and we get a lot of ice here in this situation. I'll tell you what, um, we had several tapings planned, and the reason we could not get together this week is uh, Rusty. Um, this is his busy season, so we are – we are trying to throw something together just to bridge the gap until we get next week, but we do have some good listener questions. We really appreciate it. Hey, we have we have gotten some great questions lately, and our subscriptions are going crazy out the roof, and every everything is so positive we felt like we had to put something out there like we're not gone. The snow did not bury us. Uh, <laughs> WDW for Families is still going strong, and we will get together uh, next week hopefully to record early week. Uh, Stephanie, lots of things have happened in everyone's life since we recorded last, but (laughs) Stephanie has finished the half marathon. Tell us about the Princess Half Marathon. Oh, I did. And I have to tell you, I I can't wait for us to do a a run Disney too. Um, I'm really excited to talk about my whole experience, but it was so much fun. I, um, I knew 
listening to you talk about it, Todd, I knew it was going to be fun, but I had no idea. Like, it was just so entertaining and just so exciting to be able to run through the parks. I absolutely loved it. Um, There is something about the princess. My wife will tell this, too, and hopefully Amanda will be on that next Run Disney podcast. There's something about the princess that makes it even more fun, I think. Oh, yeah. For for the ladies. It was awesome. Found on that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I mean, just part of the big fun of it is seeing everybody dressed up. And um, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize, I mean, I knew it was going to be like 87% women, but the the guys that were there really cracked me up. I mean, there were guys dressed like Jasmine and uh, I mean, there were guys like big beefy guys dressed up in these princess <laughs> costumes. And that was part of the fun too. Um, and, you know, it kind of distracted me from, you know, I'm running, I'm running. Um, and you, you know, you just like looked every direction. Look at that person. Oh, look at them. What are they dressed as? Um, so it was highly entertaining. I loved it. Okay, best costume you saw? Um, this big old guy dressed like Jasmine. Okay, like, very like, good. I mean, there were so many though. I mean, I, there was a little Bo Peep, and she was pretty much running at my pace. So I saw her like every. <laughs> Every five seconds. I mean, there were just some really, really neat costumes. Princess Leia. Um, <laughs> goodness. I mean, there was just so – everyone was so creative. It was just but, like – it was like a giant slumber party, but you're running. I don't the know. Best two that, the best two that I've seen is I saw one uh, a guy, dude dressed like Clara Cluck from Robin Hood. Not Clara Cluck, but, uh, but the hen. Uh, good night. I can't remember her name. Um, oh. Anyways, but she was the, the hen from Robin Hood, and he had yeah. a perfect costume from her. And then I saw somebody dressed like Kronk carrying the Yzma thing, the big the big uh, thing she rides around in, and he had a Yzma inside his little, uh, I don't know, like a rickshaw. Oh, and wow. It was, it was really cool. He, that was out at Disneyland. But anyways, I digress. Time now, to now is that, the are, they dressed up, okay. are they dressed up to be... Um, I'm silly, or are they? I mean, are they, are they yeah. trying to pull it off? Yeah, it was fu- it was all fun. Both. There's both. There's some people who are trying to actually look as authentic as they can, and then there are some people who just have fun with it. So, yeah. Amanda dressed like Wonder Woman, I think, this year, and I can't. Uh, no, she didn't. She dressed like Wendy uh, from uh, Peter Pan. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, let's get into this. I, this is so weird not being able to see you guys. I, I, it is uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm walking around my house, just wandering. All right, so Stephanie's going to read the questions that we've gotten. We've gotten some questions over the last few days, and we're going to answer them, and we'll run from there. So, Okay. Um, this first question is from Adam. And um, let's see. Adam is taking a trip, and he's going in June. And he's staying off property. Um, And he's got a five-year-old girl, two-year-old boy, and a six-month-old girl. And basically, Adam says um, his five-year-old little girl loves Frozen. So he says, my first priority is getting an Anna and Elsa fast pass. What are my chances? Um, That's kind of the first part. Um, Now, remember, he's staying off property. And then I'll read the second part, too. 
does, in your experience, does Disney save back any fast passes? So, um, what are your thoughts on that? So, so the, 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 just to repeat, the two questions are how yeah. to get a fast pass and do they save back fast passes? No, no, not how to. He He's off property and he wants to know what are his chances at getting a fast pass for the Elsa and Anna. Um, and I guess the second part is he's wondering if Disney saves any fast passes and then releases them like sooner to his trip. Does that make sense? Yes. Rusty. I don't know that you're going to get any. I've got a trip coming up and we're staying off property. Now we're going in spring break and that's going to be an 8 out of 10 projected by touring plans that day. There are no Anna and Elsa fast passes available. I've not been checking every day. I know that we've had guys, I think Stephen Kirby, one of our listeners, said that he just checked every day and one came available on his trip that he took in November. So that's probably the best advice is check every day. But also, um, I know we're going to go, we're just going on touring plans for make the, where you can set up your own touring plan deal. And I think during spring break week, we're going we got, it's telling us to go basically 30 minutes before the park closes, and it estimates about a 16-minute wait. And so that's what we're going to do. Hmm. But that, that's like at what time in the morning, Rusty? Well, during, during our trip, it's going to be like at 12.30 at, you know, p.m. or a.m. But, I, and I don't know how open it stays, but mostly any time you go, um, when I was there during, uh, September, it always just said if you basically if you can go at the end of the day, you'll probably get to you'll probably get to go up there and see them with a minimum weight. But you got to go well, through the end of the day, not, and that's late, especially when you got a two year old and a six. Well, six yeah. probably just be sleeping anyway. So, uh, well, I think but, what he's wanting to know is is there do I have a shot? You know, is can I can I basically wiggle ourselves in to a slot, like by checking or by talking to somebody? And I always feel like a schmuck when I say things like this on the podcast. But you've always got a chance by talking to the right person. Right. Like on pro- let's say you get shut out from getting a fast pass. There is always some quote-unquote busy magic out there that somebody can provide. Now, I'm not saying you're going to get it. I'm not saying you're going to go to guest services and go, hey, my kids are dreaming of going to Illinois. Ella and Anna, we cannot get a fast pass. This is frustrating us. This is ruining our trip. And they give you something. I mean, I don't want to give that implication away. And when I listen to my answer to this question, I will be irritated at myself. (laughs) But there are people who who you can catch and maybe catch in the right mood, and they will do something for you. I do not believe Disney holds any back. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Randy, have you ever heard of Disney holding some back like that? I, I, I have heard the rumor, I, and I can't confirm that it's true, but I've heard that they do release more that are 10 days before the trip. Um, so I think that it's worth looking. I think what, what Rusty is saying is probably the best advice that I could come up with, which is um, keep checking back. Even during your trip, even during the day, There'll be people who will change their mind and their kids don't have fit and that and they've left for the day and they were kind enough to release those fast passes. Um, Another so, thing you could do is is make sure you check into that or check into eating early, you know, Crystal Palace or 
whatever whatever breakfast option you've got, check into that. Yeah, yeah if you can get into the Crystal Palace bright and early or the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique before the park opens, and you know, do the cheapest package, do the quickest meal you can do, and then get out there. That's that's what we've done in the past. I've also seen my brother-in-law. He had one fast pass. That's all they could get was one. And so they got the one they could get. And then they were able to later score a second fast pass for an hour or two hours later. So they had two fast passes that were two hours apart. And so they went at time for the first fast pass. They scanned their armband and said, you know, look, this is all we could get. You know, you know, can you let us in? And they let him in without any problem. If they hadn't let him in, it would have been, well, you know, they had a three-year-old, and so she didn't have a ticket anyway, so there's no fast pass you could even get. You know, my other kid, they're the ones with the fast pass. Do you want to watch them, or do you want me to go in there with them? You know, and uh, trust me, it's not me we're going in here for. And so, you know, that, that, I think they could have gotten in anyway. But So even if you can only get one fast pass, just get the one and try to get in on that one. Um, I, I think some, you can do it. At some point, it's going to have, have to be in every 15 minutes. Uh, I think at some point they have got to open up more meet-and-greet options for Anna and Elsa. They've got to put them at another park. They just, I mean, I, they may want to keep it like this and make the demand high, but that has typically not been Disney's pattern. Their pattern has been to, okay, we've got high demand for this. Wait, 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 wait. Demand's starting to shrink. Now, all of a sudden, on and else are everywhere. We've got an on and else right. in every park. Um, well, I've also had the privilege of reading more of his question, and it, as you go further down, he says that they're open to the early morning, go back and take a nap, and then come back in the evening. And if okay. they're willing to come back in the evening, then then you're if if you're going to wait, that's when I would wait. It would be the the nine o'clock, ten o'clock, you know, as late as they're open. I'm not sure how late they're open in June. But I would go near the end of that time, and uh, and get in then. That's when I would wait. I don't yeah, there's think. No. Well, go ahead, I don't. I don't think a five-year-old girl is going to make it. I've got a five-year-old girl. There's no chance. I mean, <laughs> she might be half asleep in the picture, but um, I don't know. Hmm. And and all, here's my take on it. I, you know, he asks, what are the chances of them releasing them? There has been one situation where I have actually seen it. And what happened was I follow a lot of different um, sites on Facebook, and someone had posted on there, they just released Elson on a meet and greet. So I immediately, I had a client that I knew wanted them, immediately texted her, go online right now, and she was actually able to book them. Um, But that's been the only situation where I've actually seen that happen, and I don't really know the rhyme or reason about it, but I do know that, you know, I've seen it happen once. So that's my long explanation. Well, that's that's interesting. I, I, I think they will eventually, like we we're saying, they will eventually have Anna and Elsa more often. Um, I, you were saying that this five-year-old won't make it. I, I can attest that my five-year-old would make it. Uh, yeah. I was up till uh, four in the morning last night with my seven-year-old, who, and he he is a machine. If he gets a nap, we're in trouble. Yeah. So I just, I mean, it just depends on the kid. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. If so, you know your kid, if you know your kid can make it, then do it. If you know your kid yeah. is an early riser, 
you better just get there very first thing and get in line. You know what I mean? And that's, that's yeah, another thing I, I, to me. I wouldn't do that. Uh, if it were me, I, I, I wouldn't be in that crowd. I've seen that crowd. I've been ahead of that crowd. Um, it, you can really, you know, that's that's not a fun way to start your day. That's my <laughs> uh, I, also, I think so many people are wanting to do that, but I just cannot imagine that being busier than 9 o'clock in the evening or midnight. You know, I, I just can't imagine that being less busy, excuse me, than, than later on in the day. Um I think that's when you you get your peak wait times is that 30 minutes after the park is open. I know you're saying be there before then, but I'm saying that that's when the crowd is going right there at the beginning. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of like the 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 movie theater principle. Like Amanda and I inevitably will go to a movie early that we think is going to sell out, and we'll wait in that line, you know, for an hour with all the other people that think it's going to sell out. And then the movie starts, and we're in a half-empty theater. Um, I think a lot of people get there early and wait in lines, and then the then the crowd actually shrinks. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like Toy Story, I've seen it time and time again, where like 15 minutes after the park's open, it's this huge line going out the door, and then 20 minutes later, it's not as bad. Uh, that initial rush is sometimes wor- the worst the worst time to go. But then again. How bad does he want it? If you want to, if you want it, if you uh, you have to want it to win it, and he wants it bad, then you've got to <laughs> you've got to go. You got to go. Did he have any more questions further down the list? Um, not on this. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Todd. Are you are you over okay. it? Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm over <laughs> it personally. I'm All right. If you're not opposed to leaving the park, I would go and eat supper back at my where I'm staying at. Take a nap, go back in. Like if it stays on the midnight, go back in at nine o'clock at night, and uh, you know take a take you an evening break, and now you're ready to go. You know take a nap, eat supper, get rested, and go back in. And he said, "Has his grandparents going with him? You can leave the two two year old and six month old back at the uh, hotel resort you're staying at, and just you and the five year old go back in at nine o'clock at night. Okay. Hopefully, if you've had a good nap around six seven o'clock." And so that you're a little more energized, ready to go. All right. Well, that, I think that I think we've talked that enough. <laughs> Stephanie, go yes. Ahead. Okay. Okay. The next one is is a, kind of a, a statement, I guess. Um, <laughs> a statement about her podcast. Um, I believe it's referencing just when we talked about fast passes overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little bit lengthy, so I might just kind of um, pick through it. But um, this is actually, um, this is from Allie, I should have told you. Um, she talks about her trip. She talks about um, fast passes. And um, I should I, shall I read it? or? Yeah, read it. I mean, that's fine. Okay. All right. She says, I just listened to your Fast Pass Plus podcast. Thought I would offer my perspective. Up until this past May, I had only been to Disney as an adult once years ago. Um, let's let's see. She says, I can absolutely see why a Disney veteran would prefer the old system, but at the time, it was confusing for my family. Um, so she talks about, we didn't get any choice of when our return times would be, and we didn't know that the return time enforcement was a bit lax. Um, so I'm going to skip over. She talks about, um, let me talk about her more current 
trip. Um, she said, I didn't have any difficulty with the new system this May, nor did my savvy senior parents. They just thought of them as appointments, just like dining. Um, she says, I handled all the planning for all six of us, made touring plans with Fast Pass Plus, and dining reservations built in. Um, we didn't always stick exactly to the plan, but knowing when our Fast Plus past plus times were going to be made it much easier. Um, and so she's just kind of commenting, I guess, as a whole. She says, I'm skipping down, um, love the magic bands. It was easy to um, bring the keys. They had keys at the pool. They could order drinks, open a room. Um, she says we they could use it to uh, order food. Um, I'm skipping through. Um, but anyway, then her final comment, she says, it was an interesting podcast and a lot of good points for improvement were made. Um, so anyway, um, I guess she's kind of overall commenting on the Fast Pass Plus system that yeah. we chatted about. Sure. I think her point is more to the fact that we, the four of us kind of came across as saying, hey, this is probably more confusing than it needs to be. And I think all four, uh, three of the four of us preferred the old system better. She's not necessarily disagreeing with what we talked about. She's just saying her family's experience was that it was not as confusing as maybe we thought it would be for a um, right for a family. And I think that's uh, circumstantial, obviously, because the families that I have been with uh, to Disney that are not um, Disney veterans have been freaked out by it. Um, for the most part, and this goes back to the ancient argument of the type of person you are. I mean, if you're a, if you're, you know, the the the, the personality test where it's got you, are you a lion, an otter, a golden retriever, or a owl, or whatever the four categories are, you know, otters and uh, and and golden retrievers are not going to be good at this. This is just not our personality type. That's not the kind of thing that those people do. But if you're an organized, organizational person and you like, if you're a control person, then I think you're really going to dig this. So, Right. Well, I have to say, we, we, went, we just recently went and took my parents who had never been. And they were not so much the savvy seniors, <laughs> like she mentioned. Right. My, they did not get the fast pass. I was like, look, they kept saying, hey, do we have a fast pass for that? I was like, here, I'll show you. And, like, they didn't even have the app on their phone. I had to hold their hands, but that's okay because I knew that was how it was going to be. But um, with that said, I think I do think some of it's a little bit confusing, um, but I'm glad she had a good time and it was easy for her. Sure. Uh, uh, Randy, uh, Rusty, you're going to add something? Go ahead, Rusty. Yeah. We uh we're going spring break, which is always one of the busiest weeks. It's usually ten out of ten each day. They were going to be eight out of ten. We're staying off site, so we can only book thirty days in advance. And it was something I was kind of leery about. One of the reasons why I'm just not been too keen on the new fast pass plus because I felt like as an off site person you'd lose out. But we got a fast pass to Haunted Mansion, Seven Dwarf Mine Train, and Splash Mountain. So we were happy, and that's with thirty days out. Um, so even though we're not staying on property, we still got a fast pass. About everything we get one to. Now they're all late at night. They're all in the PM section anyway. But still, we were like, hey, that works. And and it's for one of the busiest seasons they have. Um, yeah, but it kind of it's it's not well, too bad. But let's just let's just play it from this angle though. 
let's say you're not a Disney veteran. You don't you you guys don't care necessarily about getting a lot of fast passes. Let's say the trip of a lifetime family, they're planning, they're going during spring break, they're staying off site. They've they're instantly given PM fast passes, so they have no chance of getting more than three for the day. And they right. they probably have no chance of getting on and Elsa for sure. That's my own, that's the biggest knock I've got against it, not to rehash what we talked yeah. about on our last podcast, but they just they eliminate too many people from having even a shot at certain things. Randy, you have any input? Well, I, here? I think that, well, I, you know, but on the old system, if you wanted a Soren Fast Pass, you better be in the land in the first 30 to minutes to 60 minutes the park was open, or they were going to be out of them that way too. So there's sure. always going to be a rush for the most popular rides. The question is, is it a rush online, you know, 30 days or however many days before you get there, or is it going to be a rush the day you get there? Well, uh, well, and, you, and you've got to be, you've got to make sure you're in the parking lot now before the park opens so that you can get to where you need to be so that you can go straight well, the, the, the problem with that, The problem with that thinking is that that's not always the case because you can, you can get, like, if you want something bad enough, you can get it within the old system. It doesn't matter how much you want Anna and Elsa, you might not get it in the new system. Right. In the old system, you could have gotten there right at park opening, walked right to it, you would have gotten that fast pass. This system, you may not get it. But in both cases, you have to know the system and understand it and be able to work within the confines. And and they both take educating yourself and and being aware of sure. it. Sure. Yeah, um, sure. But you have the opportunity, and, the, and I sound like an old system honk, uh, but like that in the old system, if you were interested, the next, like after one day of being there, you could have figured it out for the next day. But anyways, we talked about that in depth on the Fast Pass Plus yeah. program, so I don't want to rehash it. I'm, I'm glad uh, Ali wrote in. Yeah, I am that too. was great. And <laughs> yeah. Because I think she, I mean, that's great because we don't often get to, I, I don't travel with Disney movies a lot or rookies very often. Usually my trips are with people that are Disney people. And so, anyways. All right, Stephanie. Okay, here's another good one. Um, this is from Wes, and I'll just go ahead and read it. Um, he says, hope you're doing good. Great job on the podcast. Got to read that right. (laughs) Planning a trip for 2016 with wife and kids, and the kids are six, four, and two. And we'll be going to Magic Kingdom for two days, Animal Kingdom one day, and Epcot one day. He says, I'm considering Animal Kingdom Lodge or Wilderness Lodge. I keep going back and forth because I know the kids would enjoy staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. But the transportation and location are holding me back. At Wilderness Lodge, the boat to Magic Kingdom is very appealing, um, especially since we'll be going to Magic Kingdom for two days. From what I've read, people seem to like the boat and have little issues. We're going the first week of February next year. So Hmm. apparently the crowds are very low. Um, Also, the food looks better at Animal Kingdom Lodge. But is it worth going to Animal Kingdom Lodge if you're if you're in just a standard room facing the parking lot, thoughts? Okay, I'm so. very opinionated on this. We know no. you would be. 
So these are two excellent resorts. I think this is – I'm glad he has it down to these two because they are two great resorts, especially uh, for the money in the off-season. Um, these are great. The I, As I was reading this before the show and and thinking through the his, his question, I was thinking Animal Kingdom Watch, Animal Kingdom Watch, Animal Kingdom Watch, and then until he got to traveling in February. And then I thought, oh, but it would be so good to stay at Wilderness Lodge at that time of the year. Maybe you get lucky enough to have a day or two that was a little chilly. You know, this past February, they had some days that were down into the, you know, 30s and 40s for a low. Um, while you don't necessarily want to be in the park on a day like that, you don't want to be at Animal Kingdom Lodge necessarily. It's better, I think, in the warmer climates. But when you're when you have those colder days, Wilderness Lodge is going to make you feel like you're there in the Great Northwest. So um, that's what pushed me over the edge to to suggest Wilderness Lodge. On the last part of the question, though, he said he talked about a standard room. Um, for me personally, when our family goes, we would prefer a standard room at Animal Kingdom Lodge um, versus a a uh, Savannah View simply to save the money, and I don't think it's necessarily worth the extra money a night for the Savannah View um, if if you can get a standard uh, because you can walk down the hall. There's great viewing areas all over the place, and while it is neat to stand there for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes and watch <laughs> the animals, that gets old. I don't, I'm not doing that every day. There's not that many animals out there. No, no, and and so you know it's just it's just not that you know it's not that big. It's not worth. I don't know if it's a hundred dollars more a night, but but if it is, it's not worth a hundred dollars a night to me. So the fact that you're not staying in a in a Savannah View room doesn't doesn't bother me a lick. Um, we so, traveled. Can, yeah, we traveled to both Animal Kingdom and Wilderness Lodge on our last trip. Because I wanted, I had never been to Wilderness Lodge for a great length of time, so we spent extensive time in both, uh, just looking around, exploring all the nooks and crannies. I, this to me is a layup. Non-crowded time of year, got the access to the boat. You're going to Magic Kingdom twice. The 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 animal the the Wilderness Lodge is going to have that wintertime feel to it. And it's it's just so much more convenient. It's going to be it's I, I think it's going to be that's a great deal for you. Um, you're talking about a twenty or thirty minute boat ride as opposed to a uh, you know travel to the bus, wait for the bus, get on the bus, go. Uh, that could be up to an hour experience. I I just think that's. I think the, the the actual places you're staying is a push. And like the Animal Kingdom Lodge, he is right. The food is better at Animal Kingdom Lodge, in my opinion. Uh, I agree. But, but the, 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 the animals, they're really cool, but it's one of those deals where it's kind of like the Griswolds looking at the Grand Canyon. You know, it's like, well, all right, there it is. Nice. You know, and they just kind of, for me, that was the animals. It was cool. I, you know, there was a draft that, or not a giraffe. I can't remember which animal came up right up to us, and the boys got a thrill out of that. But they were over it within 30 minutes or so. So 
Anyways, uh, Rusty, anything on this? Yeah, I, I would say as far as the food's concerned, um, if you've got a six, four, and two-year-old, um, you may like the food better at Team Lodge. I, I don't know that they're going to be all they're going to care. I mean, that's nuggets, true. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> so, I, I would enjoy the food better at Team Lodge. I, I just don't. I, and I think I'd prefer Wilderness Lodge just because of the the boat ride, uh, anything to keep off the buses. Animal Kingdom is a good ways out the lodge is, and so I, I think have more options staying there at Wilderness Lodge. I think from a time perspective, you're not saving a bunch of time with the boat. I'm going to disagree with Todd on that. I think, you know, the walking distance to the bus stop versus the boat ramp, the waiting for a bus versus waiting for a boat, I think all that's similar time. And I think the boat is slower. You know, I've, I've spent a week at each of those resorts, and yeah. and the boat is slower from Wilderness Lodge than I expected it would be um, to the Magic Kingdom. So I don't know that you're saving a bunch of time, maybe five or ten minutes. I don't, I don't think it's substantial. But there is a different ambiance, certainly, of the boat versus the bus. Yeah, and, that's and true. It's, and and it's I a was, unique experience. Yeah, I was probably overselling my point of view. Exaggerating and under, I, but I, yeah, we've taken both of those routes many times. I, but I do think there is a difference time-wise. I do think you're getting there quicker in the boat. I don't think yeah. that's really disputable. Um, right. But I do. I, think, I also have some friends that I just helped, um, you know, help them choose where they were staying, and they, on their last trip, had stayed at a different resort that had a boat over to downtown Disney. And their kids' favorite thing, what they came home talking about, was yep. the boat ride to downtown Disney. Yes. So there is something unique about being able to get on the boat. And uh, mm-hmm. that could be a fun thing, especially for kids that age. Yep. Stephanie? Okay. I have thoughts. The weird thing is I totally agree with Todd. Um, That's not weird. You agree with me all the time. Well, we do agree a lot. But here's the thing. Animal <laughs> Kingdom Lodge is one of my favorite resorts. Love it. I, I, I think it's so fun. But with his, his family breakdown, I, I, think it's, I think Wilderness Lodge, I think it's a shorter route to Magic Kingdom. I think his kids will think it's another ride. They'll enjoy it. Um, here's what I think. He's going to Animal Kingdom for one day. I say go to Animal Kingdom, spend half a day there, or two-thirds of the day, and then take the bus to the Animal Kingdom Lodge and eat at Boma. That's what I say. Yeah, that's a good call. Then, after dinner, they can go out on the savannah, and they can, you know, use the um, night vision goggles, check out the animals. Then you get a taste of it, but you haven't spent, you know, tons of money on a savannah view, but you still get... You get a taste of it. So you still have your convenience, and you can try it like, you know, a totally different African meal. Um, but st- they still have safe stuff for the kiddos, too. Um, <clears throat> but I, that's what I would tell them to do. Hey, I did, have I told you all that we actually went through with it and ate at Sanaa last time we were there? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. We ate at Sanaa. It was awesome. It's a, I mean, we it's a yeah, I know you've been telling me. It's a top five for us now. Right? We were Whoa. we were really pleased with that dinner. So if he would if he wasn't traveling with three almost infants, I would say just go to Sanaa and uh one night, like uh, Stephanie was saying. Okay, here's our next question. 
Um, this is from Glenn. And basically, he says, um, if you go for a week to Walt Disney World, why park hop? He says, I dislike, I dislike when guests say they, they get bored. Um, every, he says, every park is different during the day. His friends that have no clue there are Main Street characters during the day. Um, he always goes at night. Do these characters go on a different day and do, and do a Disney park? They left earlier in the week. And it says lots of wasted travel time and backtracking. So what do we think? He's asking why park hop. Well, it sounds like there we need to, based on because I saw I, I followed that thread too. We, that originally came to us on Facebook, and that is Gil from the Music City Mouseketeers, which is really co- cool. A, a, it's a group of Nashville area Disney fans who meets every month um, at a restaurant and just uh, eats together and talks Disney. Uh, but we Gil got that question started, and then it was like you know Facebook blew up. Uh, with all the responses to it, with the, and some were really good. Um, I think we probably ought to have another uh, show. That was one of our most controversial shows we had. But I'll leave this over to Randy. I think Randy is probably the most opinionated on this topic. And uh, just give a, give a, give your answer, Randy. What would you say? Well, I was I was so opinionated that I posted for the first time in about. Uh, ten months on on the Facebook, uh, <laughs> and and uh, I actually echoed what Jill had said. With Jill um, enjoys going in the morning as soon as uh, the park opens. She then goes back and rests in the afternoon, and then the evening comes back to a different park and enjoys hopping at that time. And my response was, I like everything Jill said, except I am anti-hopping. And what I do is instead of going to a different park. I just go back to the same one. There's still plenty of there for me to enjoy uh, and do. Or if I don't want to go back to that same park in the evening, then I enjoy my hotel or I enjoy another resort or I enjoy downtown Disney. So there's plenty for me to do. And I take that money that I would have spent on hoppers, which for my family of four is like $250 or something. I'll take that money and I'll use it for one of those meals to be better than it would have been, or I'll use that for an extra night in a hotel. I've got two thoughts on that. One, I'd rather have the $250 for the freedom. But, or, B, it just depends on how much freedom I have or want. Because when it's Amanda and I, and it's just the two of us, and it's only going to be, what, 150 I, I can't even think of that straight right now. How much for the two of us just to have park hoppers? You know, we want that freedom. As adults, we want to be able to do go anywhere we want to. We we know a lot of people down there. We, we especially when we're down there for a race, we know people that are running the races, and we want to have the flexibility. To say, hey, you know, uh, Mark's over at Animal Kingdom today. We want to go over there. When we've got our boys, it's a different story. Not only is it more expensive, it's harder for us to travel. Um, it's harder for us to move around. Uh, we have obviously done it both ways. The longer you stay, the easier it is to justify, you know, non-park hopping. But when we when we have a, sh- you know, but price-wise, that doesn't make sense. Anyway, Stephanie, what do you think? Um, I we don't usually hop. Um, there's, 
I, I feel like you waste a lot of time going back and forth. Um, and I should say with my kids and stuff. Um, there's still plenty of stuff in each park for my kids to do. Um, mine don't get bored. Um, it, you know, so we usually don't hop. Um, we use kind of what Randy said. We'll use that money towards something nice for the vacation. Um, so that's just me. I do think there are situations for sure. Like if it was just my husband and I, absolutely, we would hop. We'd go to every park, you know, and have a blast. But um, so anyway, all that to say, um, I think there are situations where you want to get a hopper. Um, but for my family personally, we usually don't. If I can make a minute to mind, I'll say that we last year had um, the annual pass, which has a hopper option included in it. And so we went a couple trips to the beach club right there next to Epcot. And so this, it, it, you know, it takes a bunch of travel time away, was less of an issue when you can just walk down the sidewalk and you're there. And so the advantage of the hopper there was we'd go to another park in the morning, come back for our afternoon rest, and like Jill said, we'd go to another park, except our other park would be the one right next door. And so we would get a dinner reservation and go right into the World Showcase and and enjoy just the World Showcase just for that evening. And I will say that was pretty stinking enjoyable. I, I could see where that could be uh, addicting. I think um, Randy's almost converted me to the non-hopper. Uh, I do like just going to the park, staying. Uh, the problem is when you have DHS has got so much closed now, Animal Kingdom still just to me is a three-fourth of the day park. Uh, but a lot of times on the Animal Kingdom day, we're just going to go and use that money towards a good meal. I know this next time we're going in, we're doing the California Grill this time. Looking forward to that. I forget where else we're going. We're doing Bear Guest one night. Uh, if we're going to be there at the park, yet. but we're just spending the money on meals this time. And uh, and just going to all those days where we're going to finish up early at the park, we're just going to go and eat somewhere nice and, and just enjoy being on vacation and not running the whole time. Well, that, that's interesting. I, 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 w- I think we ought to sit down and do another uh, Park Hop podcast at some point. Um, I think we've all evolved in our uh, thoughts and our ideas about park hopping. I know I was just so pro park hopping uh, before, but I, I'm, you know, with my family, I don't really do it anymore. Uh, now, I think that's a that's a good enough answer or a teaser for a future podcast. Uh, those are the four questions we're going to roll with today. Hey, I, I, thanks for doing this, guys. Um, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it had to be like this this time. We, You know, we've been a podcast for – this is our 99th show officially. So, um, uh, actually, is this 98, Rusty? Because we're no. missing the show. Right. Well, this is 90. This would actually be 100 if you did. You know, we missed one or somewhere. We lost one show. <laughs> we lost the show. So this is, we recorded this is the show 99. a couple of weeks ago, and we can't find it. Uh, but this is number 99, and so our next show will be 100, but I don't think we're going to celebrate it like it's 100. So we're going to act like it's not our 100th part. Anyway, <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. So um, we will hopefully be back to you in the same room next week. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. It really helps our numbers, and it's and it's free. And Rusty, anything you want to add? 
Just if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at podcast at com, or always go to Facebook or Twitter. Don't forget, people, to, you're never too old to wish upon a star. Thank you for downloading today's show. Be sure to visit our website, www.forfamilies.com. If you have a comment, question, or need help planning your trip to Disney, call us at 877-WDW4FAMILY or email us at podcast at www.forfamilies.com.